Happy 2024, almost the day before, right? Christmas Eve, or I mean, excuse me, New Year's Eve. Today is December 31st. 2023 how amazing man i gotta lose some weight <laughs> that's a good thing about going live i gotta lose a good 30 40 pounds here i went for a run yesterday i didn't have pizza last night and i'm my way to our run here after this so those are my wins for today <laughs> plus the fact that i am not where i need to be so that's also a win being honest with yourself so that's good but today actually i want to talk about besides happy new year or New Year's Eve. If you're watching me on Instagram or on YouTube or Facebook, wherever you are, on Twitter, X, thank you for being here. LinkedIn, Twitch, I don't know what else is out there. Instagram, I said. So today, plans, I don't, you know, here's my truth. At times, my beautiful wife and I will go to Disneyland for their Happy New Year thing. We've done it a few times, but it's not even being an old man thing. We've always just liked to be home. And it's not just me, because I am kind of that way. But she is the same way. And so tonight, we might go to see some fireworks, maybe later tonight, here in the Long Beach area. I think they have them at the Queen Mary around 9 p.m. slash midnight back in the East Coast. But I think otherwise, we're going to just be watching them on TV. Now, here's the thing. My dream has always been to play to have my own band playing salsa or my own original songs or both and to actually have like a gig all night from whatever 7 p.m till 3 a.m 2 a.m on new year's eve so that would be my dream and maybe it'll happen but apart from that as far as going out and celebrating eh, it's never been my thing anybody know what i'm talking about <laughs> And again, it's not just because we're old. It's just a matter of, it's just kind of, I think, how we've always been. Minus a few times where we have gone to. I remember we were thinking about how we went, Rochelle and I, my wife, Rochelle, we went to the Knott's Berry Farm Chris, uh, Christian night they used to have on, on New Year's Eve. So that was maybe 20, 30 years ago. So we used to go to those. That was really fun. We were just kids back then. We've been married 28 years, 29 years almost. So some context there. A beautiful, beautiful life, a beautiful marriage, a beautiful, beautiful blessing that God's given us. So now our kids, they're, of course, out and about. Our son is going to be with his friends in L.A. at some party event. All, of course, sane and no drinking, no drugs, no none of that stuff. All of these are very healthy and very good um, events that we're very proud of for them. And not that if you're over 21, it's some sin to drink, but of course it's dangerous. And so you have to be very careful and aware, especially tonight and tomorrow. And then our daughters are in San Diego with our friends also spending New Year's there. So yeah, it's going to be just Rochelle and I here tonight. And we're fine with that. More than happy. A couple of years ago during the pandemic, I'm sure. Yeah. We had a party here at the house. And so I have my DJ equipment. I DJed all night long and we danced and had Martinelli's, and it was a fun night with all five of us. So tonight, though, I might DJ. Maybe I'll do that. I was going to do a podcast around seven, but uh, most people, of course, are are busy. So it'll we'll probably do that next week sometime. But the fourth and final prediction for 2024. If you haven't seen the first three, make sure you go and check those out in the previous episodes wherever you're watching or listening to this. By the way, if you are listening to the audio only. 
on Spotify or Apple. Thank you for being here. Welcome. And if you would like the audio-only version of this, you can just go to those platforms and subscribe. David Trigg or the um, Millennial Spiritual Life Coach, I believe. You can look it up under any of those names. But we're talking about the wounded healer, the last prediction. The first one was accountability. Second one was, no, first one was honesty. Second one was accountability. Third one, hmm, I forget what the third one was. And the fourth one is wounded healer. So today, amidst all the good things, is the 22nd, I believe, year anniversary of my father passing away. Yep. My grandmother who raised me since I was a young boy, she died on Christmas. Well, she went to the hospital on Christmas Eve and died January 3rd, I believe. And then uh, my father, he had been ill for many years uh, up until 22 years ago. And then today, 22 years ago, he passed away. And I put on my Instagram, if you want to, by the way, follow me there at David Trigg, how that wound is with me to this day. I don't think that wound as a man, as a father, as a son, I think for any child ever goes away. And it really has uh, affected me tremendously, especially as I now have my own, our own kids. And as I am now a grown man, at times I fear that similar things are going to happen to me. I have some trauma around not just missing him, but also about my own path as a man, as a male, and just just fears that are illogical and untrue, but they get in there. And then, as I wrote on my Instagram, we also lost, I would say, my second greatest, the second greatest male figure in my life, Rochelle's dad. He passed away February of this year. And then her mother, as if that wasn't enough, passed away. I believe it was August of 21, or maybe it was 22. I don't know if it was 2022 or 2021. It may have been 2021, or I don't know. I can't exactly remember. And then our beautiful dog, on a different level, and yet, you know, our dogs are everything to us. She, Daisy, she also hasn't been well, and we don't know what's going to happen here in the next season, so... A lot of losses. I lost my uncle, Hector, this year, my beautiful uncle. Also lost Rochelle's uncle, Uncle Tim, this summer. So, And then that was in the heels of both of us losing our full-time jobs summer of August 21. Excuse me, summer of 2021. So, whew. so with all that said, right, it's been quite the emotional journey. And me, as an empath who deals with just the trauma or the body keeps a score type stuff. I've been dealing with some emotional stuff and some anxiety and some stomach issues, et cetera, that I've been working through. And at times it's good, at times it's not, but God has been faithful. But with all that said, I've been learning the power of being a wounded healer, which is the fourth prediction for 2024. God has equipped many of us to be wounded healers. And that's a phrase that I learned from Henry Nowen, one of my spiritual mentors, who was a Catholic priest who gave up his life, you could say, of academia. I think he was a professor at Harvard to be to work among the the uh, disabled, I believe at a at a disabled center, disability center in 
Lark, Toronto, Canada for the last, I don't know, five, ten years of his life. My father became a pastor the last five years of his life, and he also gave his life for the sake of others for most of his life. And so have I, and so has Rochelle's dad. And most of us men of God, of course, and women, men and women, we give our lives for the sake of others. It's who we are. My wife being a teacher, principal, dean of students, second grade teacher, all of that, working primarily among the urban poor to give back to kids like me when I was that age. And so both of us and many of us, if you relate to this uh, lifestyle, it's what we do, right? It's who we are as people of Jesus, people of the way, people of God as a pastor, as a musician, as a producer, as a mentor. To be a wounded healer is difficult because it assumes that you're wounded. And I don't like being wounded. No one does. I don't like dealing with anxiety and somatic things in my body and all that stuff. I have a book, by the way, that I have read many times, The Body Keeps a Score, but then also the other one's called um, Rest for Your Nerves or something like that, or Healing for Your Nerves. Very, very powerful, talking about fear and how your body remembers and how sometimes when I've met with so many men that think they have cancer or a brain problem or a tumor or heart and it's just anxiety and it's just exactly what it is panic attacks i've dealt with all those things all those fears and we just have to support each other young and old i've met with a lot of young people who also deal with panic attacks and all kinds of anxiety young men and women and especially as Christians, it's still a big stigma. That's why I love how Miss Universe, not only is she from Nicaragua, but she talks about her own panic attacks even the day of being a crowned Miss Universe. I'm from Nicaragua, so it hits home because of many reasons. And so I love how her nonprofit or her cause for this year as Miss Universe is mental health. And so for me, that's also my cause. I've studied mental health. I've been to counseling for many years. I've done all kinds of stuff, EMDR, traditional talk therapy, medication, everything has helped. Jesus, the Bible, church, all of it has helped. And it's not something that's healed. I don't think it ever will be, but it is something, again, back to a wounded healer that I have learned to accept as a gift, as something that sucks a lot of times, that I can't stand, that I'm ashamed of. But uh, I also have realized that that woundedness in Christ and with these tools are the healing that I and others need. And so that's my fourth commitment and prediction for 2024 is that we need more wounded healers. We need, as I said, first, authentic people, accountable people. I wish I remember the third one. And then the fourth one being wounded healers. I think I may have written down these four things, but you can, again, look them up on your own. And I think part of being a wounded healer for me at least, it's the whole area of worship and discipleship. Worship and discipleship has always been how God has shown up in my life. Worship, music, writing songs. By the way, I just released a single last night. It might be out today or tomorrow. We'll see when the, uh, the service releases it on Spotify. It's called In My Mind, talking about anxiety and how to overcome those mental games that us anxious types play 
and then to overcome that uh, in Christ and just uh, through being honest and authentic. So check that out. It's called In My Mind. It's also on my Instagram. There's a little clip on there. You can go check it out and, and uh, subscribe to get the full the full version. But you can just wait a couple of days. It should be out today or tomorrow. I wanted to release it today, being that today is my father's 22nd year anniversary of his passing and being with Jesus. So, but yeah, as I was saying, wounded healers, it really is a thing that we need more. We need more examples of men and women who are authentic, honest, accountable, who are in community with each other to become wounded healers. Because guess what? We have a whole generation of Gen Z and Gen A. Is that what happens after Gen Z? It goes back to A, B, of Gen Y, etc., who are dealing, whether it's because it's cool or it's everywhere or whether it's something that they really are dealing with or both. And there's a whole epidemic that's coming of mental health and trans and LGBT, meaning all of the, I'm not saying that those things are diseases. My point is that there's a lot of stuff in young people's heads that they're having to process. And it's not just those major themes, abortion, let's say, but it's also just the regular stuff of dating, relationships, hookup culture, fresh and fit, money, how to buy a house, how to become an adult, how to make decisions when you feel like you don't know what you're doing and how to have the support of your parents and family, church, how to go back to church, how to read the Bible on your own now that you're 16, 18, 20, 21, et cetera, how to become a young man and woman of God now that you are on your own or you're making now bigger decisions. So all those things is part of what my wounded healing is about is worship and discipleship especially through technology and media it's not just church i love church and it's not just uh, small groups which i love or zoom or whatever but it's also through content in your phone so that young people who are already on their phones all day can receive assuming they don't want to break from it obviously we also have that reality right that you want to break from your phone but just to create apps and services online, whether it's subscription model or it's, whether it's free where people can find help. Speaking of apps, yesterday, a friend of mine who also I think deals with similar things, similar issues, he shared with me a app that was actually by a Catholic church, or maybe it's just a Catholic service. I forget the name of it, but it's I think $1.99 a month, $2, two bucks a month, maybe it's $9.99, I forget. I, I just got the free version and it has daily meditations and mindset prayers and the rosary. If you're Catholic prayers along those lines and creeds and Bible studies, and they're two minutes long, kind of like headspace, but it's spiritual. I'm sure there are others, but this young man, he's in his twenties, he's all into it. And he's like, Oh, I know you're not Catholic, but check this out. I loved it. I love that. I mean, I don't pray to Mary, but it doesn't matter. My point is that the the application or having the technology that's what matters to me we need to see these these uh, devices not as anti-god but pro-god how do we get more jesus into these devices so that young people that are on tiktok etc i'm not saying that we're going to create a christian tiktok my point is how do we create apps and services like the one that this young man shared? Shout out to my brother Chris, shared with me yesterday that young people can have access to so they can find 
peace and hope and Christ and find solace for their racing thoughts and their worries and concerns and stomach issues or headaches or migraines or jaws or or maybe they're making wrong decisions, meaning their jaws are tight, or maybe they're making wrong decisions with alcohol, drugs, hookup culture, relationships, porn, addiction, all those things to help young people avoid those problems and to and to also help parents to point their kids towards these apps and these services and churches, of course, that celebrate these things, that create content that is by young kids themselves so that kids themselves can minister to one another through uh, Bible studies in person, Zoom, and of course, apps and technology. So all of that is part of my, my desire, worship and discipleship for 2024 and beyond whether it's doing it through church, through this space, whether it's doing it one-on-one through my coaching services that I offer, anything and everything, whether it's worship, music, production, writing songs, being a pastor, preaching, teaching, leading worship, whatever it is, that's my desire, is to make disciples of Jesus Christ so that those disciples can go out and make converts and and, and share the love of God to work together with outreach and discipleship always and to build a, a healthier society. But really, I was thinking about what is at the, at the heart of all this for me. And it goes back to what I said, is to, to be the man that I long to have. And I had, I mean, I had my father for, I mean, I was told once I when he passed away, 30. So I, I had my father for 30 years of my life. But I was without him physically for almost 20 years of those 30 years. So it was a huge, huge emptiness even before he passed away. And of course, he was with me through letters, and he came to visit me, and he, we would talk on the phone, but it wasn't the same. And, and that left a huge uh, hole in my heart of how to be a man. I had to learn from mentors and teachers and other uh, father figures, and God provided me all those people by His grace. But I am, you know how they say that Gary Vaynerchuk wants to buy the Jets with his millions of dollars. Well, I don't, I want to make millions, of course, we all do. But what I want is not money. It's not just having financial success. It's to be able to be a spiritual father. And not just me, but to create a culture of spiritual fathers to the nations worldwide and um, to make disciples of Jesus Christ, young and old, and to be that man that I long for, that I had just in a different way, to a whole new uh, set of young people, a whole new batch of kids that are maybe right now in third grade and sixth grade and eighth grade and, and in high school and college or out of college or dropouts or whatever it may be, starting their own businesses and having... Maybe they're in a band, maybe they're working part-time at a restaurant and have a band on the side or a creative outlet or entrepreneurship and getting them the support that they need. They, and, and many of them have support. I'm not saying that every child is fatherless or motherless, but to complement that support instead of having a young girl get into OnlyFans and selling their bodies online or being promiscuous or, or whatever it may be, providing for them the spiritual support to make better decisions so they can serve Jesus and uh, love God and live uh, healthy lives and become wounded healers themselves. And uh, yeah, that's uh, my dream is to be a spiritual father to the nations 
and to join along others who are who have the same passion through these uh, tools through the church through surrounding myself with young people always as I go as I get older of course it's not just about me but it's of course me being involved but it's surrounding myself with young people and other men and women my age and younger that together we can all become a force of discipleship and um, of wounded healers to this lost and dying world, our society, and all over the world. So that's really a beautiful thing. And I am still healing from these last two years. I'm still feeling some discomfort and my body isn't quite 100%. I'm still in the process of eating healthy and moving my body and getting my emotions, my mind right. This, this last few months have been much better. God has begun to settle my heart and begin to show me his, uh, his plans for my life. Once again, I was pretty confused for two years. Um, and yet, even then, he was with me. But he's been faithful and he continues to guide me down the right path and continue to love my wife, being faithful to her, loving her, providing for her, being her strength, and then, of course, being together with her uh, parents, coaches, counselors to our three young adults, 24, 22, and 20. What a gift they are to us. And at some point, grandkids, Lord, Lord, Lord willing. And also my sisters, my nephews, my cousins, uh, all of the people that we have around us here in Nicaragua and all over the world. And to you online, to you, a young man, a young woman, maybe a father like myself, a, a mom, a family that wants to join in this this movement of God, this this wounded healing movement of God. And I'm not the only one who's talking this way. You go online, you talk to spiritual healers and more people that are in tune with the emotional and spiritual part of life. And this is what they're talking about, how there's still going to be some pain this year. Um, I'm no, uh, no Nostradamus or anything, and no one knows the day or the hour. But I think that, yeah, 24, we're going to continue to experience pain and more mental health issues. I don't think we've hit bottom yet. And that's kind of the, the hard news. But that's why we have to be ready and begin to prepare ourselves, learning skills, learning tools, reading the Bible together, being honest with each other, healing ourselves so that we can bring healing to our generation, younger generations, our kids and their kids and their kids worldwide in Jesus name. So that's basically my last and final prediction of 2024, who we need to become as humans. And as I said, if you would like my coaching, if you'd like to be a part of this movement, just go to davidtrader.com slash coaching, davidtrader.com slash coaching. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's Eve. Thank you for being here. I love you. And I will see you next time. Adios. Go right there. Bye.